today on the Provoke and Inspire podcast. Every person listening to this was created to do something significant and important, but you're not going to find that until you surrender it. It's like when you say, I I just want to follow you, Jesus, and do whatever it is you want me to do. If what it means to follow Jesus is to be successful at a certain thing with my gifting, that is a very fragile thing that my faith rests on, right? Because there's a million things that could wipe that out. But if my faith rests on who Jesus is and my relationship with him, nothing can touch that. When you actually embrace who you are, what God has called you to be, that's when you become really alive. And that's when you become released. And it's so sad to see so many people, people I've known for years, who are always trying to be something else. Welcome to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. Are you recording? Uh, yes, I'm recording. All right, good, good. Let me double check. Yes, no, I, yes, I am recording. All right. It's good to be here. Yes, we are in, is this Pavlograd? We are right now in Pavlograd, Ukraine. And yes. this interesting, uh, actually, this is my room. They gave yes, me the- Yes, it's the Imperial Suite. They gave me the Imperial Suite. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, why don't you show the other rooms? Just, well, we're uh, recording an no, audio he, podcast. I know, but he can go. He can, he can, no, no. No? But we're, why are, we're literally recording an audio podcast. Well, we're in I, the Imperial what Suite. What is he filming for? What are you talking about? This oh, nothing. This is HDT. What is that called? HDTV. HDTV. All right. Anyway, sorry. This is an HDTV. I'm in the Imperial uh Yes, we're surrounded Loud. by plush reds, yes, rosy right. pinks, fake That's flowers. Right. And I have a blue. My room gold. is blue. Yeah. Completely blue. Seriously, after doing 170-something episodes, you still think it's okay for him to just walk around and visually show something that's on an audio podcast? Well, I thought we were going to show they have a video. What about all those people that listen? Well, that's too bad for them. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. My name is Ben. To my right is David. Uh, We are on location. This is a road report edition of the podcast. If you're new, if you just joined us, maybe you heard the uh, the John Cooper podcast and you've decided to check in and stay with us. We appreciate that. Uh, This podcast is devoted to calling followers of Jesus to be bold in secular culture, uh, to live radically for Jesus. That is our heart. Uh, so we br- when we bring on guests or when we just talk amongst ourselves, that is our heart. Uh, we talk about things that that would yeah that fit within that general idea. So thank you for for checking it out. Uh, please stick with us. Uh, you can always rate and review this podcast on iTunes, uh, but you can also find it on Spotify and Stitcher. But since you're listening, I assume you're already here. So thank you. Yeah. Do you have any rating? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, so. A couple of things that we're going to get to today. We are going to, I thought we'd share a little bit about what's happening here in Ukraine. Uh, David, of course, has a random story, uh, which is, well, you'll find out what that is. It's random. Uh, And then we're going to talk about a topic that has kind of come up uh, naturally as we're here on the road. uh, And that's the idea of calling and fitting into the body of Christ. How do you find uh, your place, your role? Uh, What does that look like? Uh, And also, how do you sort of fall, how do you not fall into the trap of, uh, not doing anything outside of that, of being overly specialized and actually making calling an idol. Uh, so I think this podcast is going to be re- very relevant to anyone who is you know, wanting to know what role am I supposed to play in the body of Christ. And so we'll talk about that. But David, how about you share a, bit, a little bit about what's happening here in Ukraine? Well, this is uh, what we've, how many, is this our seventh concert? No. Six? Uh, fifth. Fifth? Really? Sixth. Sixth. I don't know. This sounds like a right. bad game. So of math. anyway, it's been amazing. Uh, we've been coming to Ukraine for some. You know, this is I don't know how many tours we've done here, but and we have quite a team uh, 
of Ukrainians, and it's been amazing. We were in uh, Sumy two days ago. And, and, How about you uh, give like 30 seconds of what we are for those that have no idea what we're talking about? Uh, well, we are a band, No Longer Music. And, uh, but it's not, just, it's not just music, but it's also a theatrical production where we show in a, using modern uh, special effects the the death and resurrection of Jesus and and we do this with a like like I said a lot of special effects and and modern pyrotechnics and stuff like that and uh, we've seen thousands of people at our shows and I don't know hundreds come to Jesus it's been really amazing hasn't it yeah yeah so yeah we've uh, we've had the privilege of being in Ukraine several times over the last few years yep uh, and, and this tour is always um, Tours here are always this this dichotomy of of struggle, but also incredible breakthrough and victory, and that's yeah. kind of how this tour has been as well. I mean, one one show that really stands out in my mind is we were, like you said, in Sumy, Ukraine, uh, and this entire week uh, is unique in Ukraine because they're celebrate, celebrating their Independence Day on the twenty fourth of August was actually their you know their independence from the Soviet Union, um, and given recent history here in Ukraine and and the the fighting that's still actually happening. And Sumy is close to the Russian. Yeah, border. Sumy is is close to the border, and so it's yeah. a very significant moment for them as a country. Uh, and so, this was a unique opportunity to come and lift up the cross, but it's also been a huge uh, challenge because uh, bureaucracy is heightened. Uh, permissions have been even harder to get, um, and so the show in Sumy actually three days before we were supposed to play. Uh, the entire thing fell through. They said, no, we don't want you to play. Some guy was on this like personal vendetta against us. Right, because he, like, he saw that it was a Yeah, uh, he saw that it was message. about the gospel. And, yeah. and so he said, you know, we, we were supposed to play in this really popular mall in this parking lot. Yeah. Uh, and he said, you know, how are you letting this religious group come and, and do this show on our Independence Week? What is this? And so they canceled us. Uh, we were given a, a new location. Um, but, kind you know, of, yeah, kind of off the beaten yeah, path. a little bit off the beaten path, not exactly ideal. And of course, we had no time to promote because it's a brand new location. Um, and so we were wondering what what's going to happen. And our promoters, uh, they said, yeah, we expect maybe 300 people, Yeah, you know, which is a pretty small crowd for us here. And and so we were like, OK, you know, God, whatever you want to do, we trust that you have a plan. And uh, right before the show is supposed to start, our power goes out. Right, right. You know, so here we are. Uh, not a great location, no promotion, power goes out. It feels like everything is against us. Um, but, you know, but, you know, we prayed and uh, the power came back on and we had more than 3,000 people. Well, the full, the square was completely full, so much so that people had to, on the other side of the street, yeah. watch it. They yeah, we had fit. like hundreds of people on the other side of a busy street watching the show because yeah, there's no the, more room in no the square room in front of our square. stage. Yeah. So we're seeing things like this happen all the time, uh, and it's an and incredible there was, privilege. Uh, like over 200 people responded and said they wanted to know Jesus, and where there were like 130 people that came to the uh, meeting the next day who wanted to know more. Yeah, about we do Jesus. these follow-up meetings for those that respond, so that we can explain the gospel further and connect yeah. them to the local church. So, so it was amazing, and this has been kind of what we've been seeing the whole time. I mean, last last night we're playing in this this rough uh, city where there's a lot of uh, coal mining going on. It's kind of a, uh, a risk or dangerous city. And I think we, when we played here two years ago, someone pulled a knife at one of our guys. Um, but we saw just, uh, it was a rowdy crowd, but again, we saw several hundred people come, come to Jesus. There's about 3000 people at the show and, uh, it'll be exciting to see who comes tonight to the follow-up meeting. I expect a lot of people are going to come. Yeah. Yeah. So we got three shows left here in Ukraine and that's the end of our summer tour. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been incredible. Obviously doing these podcasts are unique. 
Uh, it's a difficult challenge where we're going to record, how we're going to record. But here we are in the Imperial Suite. Yep. We got Kyle filming. Everything yep. is looking all right. Yep. So far, no immediate challenges. So that's pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, I guess right now we have uh, no other choice but to do David's random story. Is there not going to be a soundbite? Does it look like we're going to have a soundbite? Do I have my trumpet on hand? Oh, man. David's oh. random story, for those that are just tuning in, is a two to five minute rambling. It's not rambling. It's rambling. No, it's, it's not. It's often no, it's not filled rambling. with deceit. No, it's not. It's rarely meaningful, but mostly... All right. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyway, we, we uh, have people that have worked with us who have been really traumatized. Um, go on. Like there's a guy, he, he's, he, his name is Jigo and he, he works, you know, he went through one of our schools actually in New Zealand. Um, and now he has a, a ministry reading skateboarders in uh, Brazil. Reading skateboarders. Uh, reaching. Did I say reading? He would probably read. I think the records will show that you said reading. I said reaching. So they are fairly tattooed, So he reaches so. skateboarders. I don't know what that even means, but that's what he does. And like he shows you a lot. I don't know of, what that means. He shows a lot of people <laughs> on ramps. He reaches skateboarders. It's like, come on. It's like, how much rampage can you do? And like guys going rrr, rrr, on ramps. It's like, all right, fine. Oh, you're really in touch with modern. So culture. anyway, he uh, went to one of our schools. We have schools in different parts of the world. He went to our school in New Zealand. And uh, actually, Ben, you were in that school, too, if I recall. Yeah, it was in the year 18 Dickety 2. That's right, Dickety 5, actually. And <laughs> the so, Kaiser stole our word for so seven. Then, so then, so we always think it's good to have prayer partners. PPs? Yeah, so <laughs> we thought... <laughs> you have no context we, to this. We thought prayer we, partners. We thought, you, you know, so... We so, assigned local people from the city to pray with our students. It kind of was the symbiotic the bond. name prayer partner. Or PP. Yeah. And uh, which all is cool. And so these ladies uh, from this local church volunteered. We thought, cool. You know, they want to pray for our young students. Who our wanna... young strapping Brazilian lads. <laughs> so it turns out. Kyle just yawned, by so the way. That, so, what so, do you think that means? You're so, in the middle of your story, and our videographer so just tur- yawned. So then it turns out... I hear that, you, Kyle. I yawned, too. Jigo G- was supposed to go see his prayer partner. And so he goes, <laughs> and it's just like this like middle-aged uh, woman, you know? And the yes, first thing she does is she goes, let's pray. And he's going, cool, because it's a prayer partner, you know? Right. That's, that's the name, prayer partner. So they start to pray, pray, and while while they're praying, she grabs his bottom. <laughs> his, she, his, why do I feel like he grabbed his bottom? She, what is he? Three he, years old? No, he's no, he's his like twenty four. Yeah, but I know about bottom. Well, what am I supposed to say? I can't but, say arse. So he grabs. Well, you his, just did. No, I didn't. Now so, we're going to have to put the e on this podcast. Edit, Thanks a edit, lot. You're going to have to edit. That All the out. Scottish guys are out like ah. I can finally <laughs> relate to this podcast. So anyway, Great. he was his his sitter. She grabbed his sitter and uh, he's like, woo, like that. He woofed like yeah. a small dog. And, and, and so what? then the prayer time got a little bit, you know, he felt a little insecure from then on. And so he would always. So whenever they pray, he always would stand really with his back to the to the wall. So there so could she be couldn't. no hind grabbing. That's right. And um, he, but he didn't mind that he said because he's from you Brazil. Know, yeah, he's from Brazil, and he said he was used to that sort of thing. That, that's actually how you greet someone in the public but squares. I've also, but I've also noticed that What's since up, that, bro? since then, 
since then, because when I was I was in Brazil uh, not too long ago, and he asked me to speak to his skateboarder thing, you know, and uh, I noticed that when I said, "Well, let's pray," he got just got nervous, <laughs> <laughs> and he started yeah. backing up against the wall. Yeah. So yeah. I think Gigo's been Gigo. We love you. I hope you're listening, and if you are. You know, sorry, man. We're sorry that we had to mess you up like that. It wasn't our fault. It was the prayer partners. And, you know, yeah, that's, sorry that the PP yeah, yeah. grabbed your B-talks. So there you have it. That's the random story for the day. <laughs> Here's a little known fact about Gigo. Yeah. Uh, and he'll, he's, he'll be happy he, that I share this. He'll he be, will. He'll be cool with this. He came yeah. on He came on tour with us once quite spontaneously to Turkey, Kosovo. Well, that was because Albania. our drummer yeah, kind just, of. Would you let me right. speak? You All had right. your moment. All right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, our, our drummer prior to that had a uh, meltdown. Yeah, I don't know. Let's let's just leave we it. We carried at, him off. Le- let's I just leave that. it at a moment. But he, he was a a, we literally carried him. Yeah. Off. Anyway, so Gigo yeah. had to join us quite spontaneously. Yeah. And let's just say Gigo wasn't his leanest at that moment. He was quite plump. Yeah. He, he was, was a quite... little circular, if you will. Yeah. He had a lot of. Uh, well, here's yeah. the thing. He was about to get married, and what I yeah. really love about Gigo is he, he proved. That NLM is not only an evangelistic tool, but it is an excellent weight loss program. It is definitely that. Because that man, I swear, he dropped 80 pounds on this tour. He, he decided, Seriously. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to shed the poundage. That's right. So he literally, I'm not kidding, he barely ate. Right. And he would like exercise in addition to the crazy pack down setup and show that we do. Right. And, being and a let's just say that right. man slimmed down. But it, he got it back, though, after the tour. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw Jeez. him, yeah. Well, but, but now but, you're mean. I was trying to do this redemptive story, you know. Of but, course, you have to continue to talk. But and did ruin. you notice how he did, was always nervous during the prayer times, the band prayer times? What? Well, <laughs> well, prior to <laughs> that, it was yes. fairly easy to grab the rumpage. Yeah, let's that's just say right. That. Yeah. So, all right, all right. Uh, moving well. along. That's David's random story. I apologize to everyone for that. Uh, again, mean, if you are new to this podcast, or if you're not new to this podcast, we'd love for you to get further involved. Uh, there's many ways that you can do that. <clears throat> One of them is to just check out the ministry that we're a part of, and it's called Steiger, S-T-E-I-G-E-R dot org. We are part of a worldwide missions organization that is reaching and discipling the global youth culture all over the world. We have city teams uh, that are doing evangelism and discipleship to this lost demographic. Uh, They're not coming to the church for answers. uh, And so we feel a calling to go to them, to lift up the cross, uh, and to disciple them into long-term followers of Jesus, of course. Uh, So there are many ways you can get involved. If you go on the website, you can be trained to do this at one of our mission schools over the summer uh, that runs out of Germany, an incredible 10-week transformative time. Steiger.org slash SMS is how you can find out more about that. Uh, We do compact schools all over the world, shorter. uh, I think it's like two to five day schools where you get a taste of what the full school is like. Yeah, we have something in Bogota coming up. Something in Bogota. We have events all over the world. You can, of course, become a financial supporter. You can pray for us. You can join our podcast community page on Facebook. Just search Provoke and Inspire Podcast Community. Request access. And if Send you're not, in some if you're, samples, yeah. If you're hair not psycho, fluid and such, if you're not psycho, you will be tested. If you're a prayer you partner, will we accept them? You will be short. What? If they're a prayer partner, will we? The PP? Them? Yeah. Well, we. I think we don't want to ditch. We don't want to throw out the the PP with the bathwater. <laughs> oh gosh, Kyle's yawning you're gonna again. To, you're gonna have to cut that, man. Take the, a nap already. Yeah, it we're gonna cut that out. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving along. Uh. What I like about these road reports is it gives an, gives us an opportunity to 
reflect on what it is that we're doing and what it is that God is saying. Uh, and one thing that that kind of jumped out at me is is when I'm I'm sitting there and we're we're setting up everything for our show. Um, we got this crazy crew, thirty guys, a mixture of our team, the local guys, the opening band we're playing with, New Techie, uh, and we're all working together. It's amazing. It's this it's this incredible thing to watch because we have an incredible setup. I mean, it is a massive festival size stage, LED wall, huge line array PA, big lighting rig. I mean, it's an incredible setup. Um, and you would think it would take days to set this thing up. I mean, yeah. all day at least. Right. Um, but we're doing it in about an hour and a half. It's amazing. Um, and as I'm watching this, I feel like it's such a vivid picture of the body of Christ. You know, we have drivers, we have tech guys, we have performers, we have actors, we have translators, social we media. have social media people, pray, prayer warriors, evangelists. We have every sort of thing represented. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Anyway, so we have all sorts of things. And, and it really makes me feel like you look at that and you say, man, this is just such a cool image. All these people laying down their gifts, serving one common goal, and that is to preach the gospel. Um, and, and I feel like in that sort of microcosm, it, it is so vivid. And yet I feel like in the real world, I think a lot of people are struggling to find their place. For the many people that are listening to this, you know, how, how do they find their role? How do they find their, their part in the body of Christ? Because I feel like this is such a struggle for a lot of people. Um, and, and there's a lot of people I know that spend years kind of laboring in, in certain directions that, that aren't quite them or they struggle to really know. Uh, so what do you think? What, uh, what, what advice would you give to someone who says, I, I would love to, to have that myself? I, I think it, it really starts with a surrender. I mean, I think the problem is when I, I'm trying to find my role. Um, it might sound a little counterintuitive, but I think when you forget about your role, you'll find your role. When you, when you say, okay, God, I don't, I don't want care about what I do. I just want to know you. I want to serve you wherever you want me to, to be. And I think your, your, your calling will make a way for itself when you surrender. It's like when you say, Jesus, I'll do whatever you want. He has put things in every, every single one of us. Every person listening to this was created I believe to do something significant and important, and and uh, but you're not going to find that until you surrender it. It's like when you say, "I I just want to follow you, Jesus, and do whatever it is you want me to do." I think that's where you start. Yeah, I I think what I the tendency I can experience in my own heart, uh, and the thing I see a lot in other people is that I think we've created kind of a backwards idea of how it looks, and that is that we have a very calling centric version of Jesus, right? That, that it's about, you know, I even find myself in conversations, evangelistic conversations, wanting to talk about purpose, right? And people lack purpose. It's a very big felt need for people. They, they feel like they go to work. They, they, they don't, you know, it's just kind of repeats. They're always looking forward to the weekend. It's this drudgery. And, and so purpose is a big felt need, but ultimately the gospel is not about taking your old boring life and replacing it with a new exciting life. It's not a pro it's not just a program for enhancing your life. And if we sell it to people that way, I think it's a really big risk because ultimately I don't think it's first of all about what brings true satisfaction, what brings true contentment because ultimately you have to ask yourself, you have to take a step back and ask yourself, why do you care so much about your role? Right. What is it that you're looking for? Right. And I think what people are looking for is to feel to feel valued 
to feel like they matter, to feel like their their life is meaningful. And so we've got to start there, right? Before you you try to answer the question, what should I do? I think you need to get a little deeper and say, what is it that I'm really after? And I think what what all human beings want is to reconnect with God, right? is I to mean, reestablish that relationship. It starts there, right? Well, it's interesting that you say that, because even last night um, after our show, I, w- I was talking to a lot of different people, but I-, I do find myself saying, you know, you were created for for something significant and all of that, and I'm wondering if I over overstate that. I mean, what I mean is overstress that, and I need to stress more. It's about surrendering your life. You know, I, I wonder if if I need to think about that because, you know, I do think that so many people, I mean, not just here in Ukraine, so it's not just a Ukrainian problem, it's everywhere, but man, here so many people just think there's no point to anything, you know, so that's why they have to numb themselves all the time uh, with with alcohol and, and designer drugs now are the big thing here. And people, I mean, at our one of our first shows, someone just collapsed and they had an ambulance had to take them away because they had taken too much of some kind of, you know, designer party pill. And I just think, don't, don't you now have to talk? I mean, it's, but again, you find your significance by dying to, to your, this, this, uh, what is it? This, this is the point. I got to find my thing. I got to do my thing. You know, it's the, everything about me. Right. And, and it, to me, when I started to get released, uh, in my own life calling and everyone ha- I believe has a life calling was when I quit I quit thinking about that, actually, and I started to focus on knowing God. Yeah, and I think it's funny, this conversation is evolving in a way that I didn't necessarily expect, but I I often reflect on how how I'm sort of shaped in the way I start to present the gospel based on the cultural pressures, perceived or not perceived, that are on me, and also what my perception of the needs are. Mm Mm-hmm. And we got to be really careful because I think we often say that purpose and loneliness are two of the biggest felt needs of people today. Right. They feel incredibly lonely and they feel like their life has no purpose. Yeah. But the gospel ultimately is not about community and doing something that, that makes you happy. Right. It, th- those things are, are byproducts. I, I certainly believe they are. But if that's what we're selling, we're selling a, a great like lifestyle program. And that's yeah. a really dangerous thing because people yeah. will let you down and life isn't always easy. And and it's not always about doing everything that makes you happy, fulfilling yourself in that way. And, well, and like it, you said, yeah, yeah. like what you said, what we need is to have that broken relationship with God restored. Yeah. We need to to re- rediscover that that we don't have to do anything really. We need to be in relationship with God, find our value in him and then everything else that we do becomes kind of a byproduct of that. And if we're, if we're selling this sort of byproduct and not the core of what it means to follow Jesus, then when the byproduct fails, they think Jesus failed them, and that's not what happened. Well, and it doesn't matter what you do then, because it has purpose. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're really surrendered at the feet of Jesus and you say, I want to know you, then what you do has purpose. So, you know, when I was in university and I could have just, you know, I was at a University of Minnesota, which is the giant university, and some of the loneliest people you know are at the University of Minnesota. Um, and but when I had this pur- purpose, I was on a mission, and then my university became part of that, and 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 meeting with my friends, and it was all this. But there was nothing about I got to find my my purpose. It was more about God is my purpose, and out of that, it started to drive me, and I started to to become alive. And you know, and you can be a 
UPS driver, you can work in a, in a grocery store, um, and, you, and you can be full of, uh, you can just be like numb and think this is pointless, but when you surrender to Jesus, it has meaning no matter what you do. Yeah. I mean, just like I know pastors and missionaries who don't, aren't surrendered, and that is, is just meaningless, right. you know, and they're, and they're su- supposedly in, in spirit, some kind of huh. spiritual ministry. Yeah. I mean, I've known people who are missionaries who are completely bored. And just it's just it's just a, this this kind of thing they do, and there's no passion in it. There's no mission in it, and it's so I don't really think it has to do with what you do even. No, and it, to be honest, it can't, because I don't know if you ever have this thought. Like I, I reflect on the life that God lets me live, and I feel very gracious, like grateful, yeah, incredibly grateful. I mean. I just feel like it's almost like someone's going to like catch me that doing this and go, wait a minute, this is too good. Get out of here. Like it's snuck into the buffet. Right. Exactly. I I love the life I get to live and me too. And there's hard parts about it and struggles for sure. Um, But then I'll think about that and I'll, I'll get up in front of a group of people and I'll say, God wants you to have a significant life. God wants you to do something. And there's this subtle lie in the back of my mind that says, well, they can't all do what I'm doing, but that's the lie. Right. The lie is that what I'm doing is the significant thing that what I'm doing and, but then even I can be in that moment and look at someone else and think that what they're doing is the significant thing. But, but Ben, that's why you talk to people who, you know, we, because, you know, when we talk with Brian Head from Corn and he knows all the, these guys that are highly yeah. successful as artists and they, it's completely empty, means nothing. Right. You know, they just got to get, you know, loaded every, every night just to, to get through the show. They're so right. bored with it. It's so empty. And so, but now that Brian has had this encounter with Jesus, he's never been so fulfilled in what when he's touring because it has a purpose. Right. So it's kind of what you're saying, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And, and even looking to bring it back to how I started this conversation, looking at the no longer music and you know the wider group that encompasses us as we're setting up. You know, we're all setting up. Doesn't matter if you're the lead singer. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Right. We're all sort of in this together, and I, I think it paints that beautiful picture that right. it isn't really about the role you play. Yes, it's great. God has called you. God has gifted you. That's good. And and you should want to know that and you should want to pursue that. But that is not where satisfaction comes from. Satisfaction comes from having yourself properly oriented to reality, which is that right. God is God and you're the body, right? We're all right. members of the body under right. what? Under the head. Right. None of us are the head. And none of the body would be very useless, would be very useful Apart from the head, right? Be kind of this lumpy thing sitting around. You wouldn't do much without no, the head. No. Right. And so it's it, it and then you get to just play your part and right. you don't have to strive. And and I think that's part of why so many people struggle is that they they we they buy into our culture's idea that some parts of the body are more valuable than others. And man, you need every and you're more released when you just do what you were created to be, you know, and make knowing Jesus the purpose. You know, it's like one of the one of our logistical uh, people in our show, uh, Annie, you know, she's just detailed and she just, I mean, man, if I had to do what she did, I would, my head would blow up. Yeah. You know, she's handling a million details and she loves it. She loves being able to organize this, this crazy crew of, well, you know, maybe she doesn't love it well, right no, now, I mean, but I'm but, sure she'll tell us no, later. But she, she does. <laughs> I mean, it's where she gets her fulfillment and she's really good at it. And if, if, and, and when you, actually embrace who you are, what God has called you to be, that's when you become really alive. And that's when you become released. And it's so sad to see so many people 
people I've known for years who are always trying to be something else. You know, I want, you know, they, for some reason, they have this idea that they got to be something else, which doesn't work. And, and so they just are frustrated and they're not being what they should be. And they're not, they're not fulfilling that important role they're supposed to have. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's been a big, a big thing for me is I, I've been on this journey where I, I want to really understand the underlying things that drive me or what, what gets me to do what I do. Because if you think about it, everything that you wake up and feel passionate about, there, there is a drive behind that. Yeah. And, and I want, I want to really, I think a lot of people live quite unintentionally. They don't know what drives them. And it, it's often a mixture of things of selfish ambition, of lies of the world, good things for sure on some levels, but it's this confusing mixture and we don't take the time to really, to really think it through. Why, why do I feel anxious? Why do yeah. I feel restless? Why yeah. do I never feel good enough? Why do I be, you know, I, I strive so hard to accomplish something and, and then when it's over, I move on and there's no satisfaction in it. And so I've been on this really simple journey of wanting to discover, okay, God, what, what is it that really satisfies? Yeah. What really brings hope and what really brings that, that joy that I'm made for? And, and it's ultimately that, that relationship with God. It's that simple thing. If, if I did nothing, is that enough? You know, when John 15, 5 comes to mind, that, and I, it's you know, a very commonly quoted verse, and it's something that I, I think about all the time, but it's, I am the vine, you are the branches, uh, the one who remains in me or abides in me, and I in him will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. You yeah, know, and I think yeah. about that. It, it, it's like, you can't, even if you wanted to, if the goal is fruit, and as a follower of Jesus, that should be the goal, right? Right. To, bear, so to want to be like Jesus to, and to want to change and the world. So because you want to you please Jesus, you want right. to please God. That's why you want to be Well, bear essentially, fruit. I think that's a spiritual Not way. Not for yourself. It's, a, it's the proper spiritual way of saying, I want my life to count. Right, exactly. I want to bear much fruit. Which is good. Which is good, but how do you do that? Mm. You remain in him. Right. Exactly. You remain in his word. You 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 are true to him and you you abide. That's it. And part of remaining in in him is is saying, What is it you want me to do? And those those things can change. Right. You know, you can you can uh God can have you be doing a certain thing for a while, and then he can say, Now I want that season is over and it's time to move on. I mean, for for a long time I was just going out on the streets in Amsterdam and just going to clubs and talking to people in the clubs and that would, became part of my identity and so people would invite me to come go to different places I was the street guy that went to the clubs and God uh, made it clear to me one day after doing that for like five years I was that time was done and I needed to to build a team I needed to do something else but no I'm the street guy I'm the guy that gets invited to to because I go and speak, you know, and go to these crazy clubs and stuff. And it's like, I know people that just hang on to that. You know what I mean? Because that's what they were, that's them. That's their identity. And there's, it's really a sad thing, you know, when it's time to, to move to another, do something else, do it. You know, don't get stuck in this way of thinking about it. But again, I, I think that is about recognizing that it's not about what you do. Right. That, and that's why... But that's hard. You know, it's funny. We started this podcast with a simple question. How do I find my place in the body of Christ? And I think quite ironically, it's by not thinking about it. It's by not worrying about it. It's by yeah. just saying, Jesus, I just want to know yeah. you. You're enough. Yeah. You are what satisfies. Yeah. You are what I need. And what we do together, what you want me to do, let's go. Like, let's, it's cool. Yeah. I'll yeah. do it. And then there's a real whimsical nature to it. And there's a real peace to it because you and can do this. And it's not a yoke that crushes you. No, no. And it will, it's so funny because if I, if I make 
my joy and satisfaction about these things that I do, then it depends on the things I do. Exactly. So then it better go good. And it right. better continue to work. And I better and, never get old because yeah. if, if age depends on it, then I'm in trouble. Or I better, my talents better maintain or I better not get physically sick. Or, you know, it's, you think about it from that perspective. If my, if what it means to follow Jesus is to be successful at a certain thing with my gifting, that is a very fragile thing that my faith rests on, right? Because there's a million things that could wipe that out. But if my faith rests on or my hope and satisfaction truly rests on who Jesus is and my relationship with him, nothing can touch that. It's where, you know, where moth can't touch it and rust can't destroy it and fire can't burn it. I have that, that deep satisfaction in Jesus. And then you can just be at peace. And if he says, do this, you can do this. And if he says, go right, you can do right. You know, and there was an article I read recently that said, don't let your calling prevent you from serving. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's this idea that we talked about this about, you know, we had this whole thing about this generation and, and I only do what I'm good at. I'm only do what I'm, I'm. I only do what I'm good at. I only do what I'm called to do, right? And so it's this yeah, very whatever. specialized right. thing. And I talk to people all the time, especially young people, and they're like, well, you know, I don't really do paperwork or I don't really like meetings. You know, I just want to travel and drink coffee and capture things and 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 have community, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it, it's this, 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 it's really about you. It's, it's so egocentric, but it's really about you. But the, but the people that I've found that are most released are they, they just, they want to serve. And, right. and they're very they're very simple in that, and it doesn't they're and, and they're they're spiritually flexible because of that. I think about this guy in our mission. His name's Moan. He's this rock star. I love the guy. He's from Me Brazil, too. and you know he's supposed to be on tour here in Ukraine. You know, and in this great, awesome, fun thing to be a part of, big crowds. It can be seen as a you know a cool thing to do. But he felt like God said, "No, I want you to stay at the Steiger Mission School and serve." And he was secure enough in who he is as a servant of God and as someone who finds his identity in that, that he could surrender this really exciting, fun opportunity and just follow God where he was supposed to go. And to me, that is an example of what it means to, to not strive after your, your place in the body, but simply be with Jesus and let him work. And ironically, when you make choices like that, uh, God trusts you with more. Yeah. I mean, another, what happens, right? Like a great example of that is we, we have this amazing guy in our band. His name's G. Yeah. Yeah. He's just this. He's you know he's from he has Hmong descent and he's from Minneapolis and we met him all these years ago and he just looked like a librarian right. Not that we're against librarians. We're, we're no, and I know that some of you are librarians and we love hey, that. We're I pro, was at a library once. We're pro librarian community. I went to a library PLC in man. at least a couple of times. Yeah, not to read, but just no, to, just get coffee. Just to a coffee identify shop. with those that do read. That's right. To get some sort of vicarious intellectualism. Anyway, uh. So, you know, here's this dude, the most servant-hearted person I have ever met. And I'm not exaggerating. I mean, he is just incredibly servant-hearted. He is. And he just joins the band as like, I don't know, he was going to like run our videos. How did he even join the band? I don't even know. But he was going to run our videos. But his heart, just simply to serve, right, will do anything that is asked of him. And we had no idea what this guy was capable of. He was just going to push some buttons on a computer right. and serve. Right. And it's hilarious. Like every year, he just, more of these giftings kind of emerge. And now he's like, one of our key performers in our band and he's yeah. this great actor and I mean, charismatic performer and fire spinner and dancer yeah. and i mean this guy is hilarious like he's this yeah. amazing performer yeah and but he never strives he never worries he just serves and god has given this given him this awesome unique part in the body of christ and i love that that's yeah. how it should look and then he can he continues to have that yeah. attitude 
and and you know, I, you know I go in and out you know I'll 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 have that yeah. right attitude and then I struggle again you know and yeah. I have to I start feeling that, that kind of anxiety I'm like why am I feeling this yeah. and I go oh yeah and then I go Lord I'm sorry and I want to so it's not for me it's not like I I have it sorted and that's it I have to kind of you know, periodically come back to that sometimes daily, you know, and it's like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You know? and, and I think that's a, a very healthy check is if you are the kind of person that, that deals with restlessness, that deals with anxiety and, and constantly feels the need to produce, to be productive, that might be a good sign that you've made calling an idol, that you've made your place, your identity, your role, you've bought into the spirit yeah. of our age yeah. that says you are what you do. I think another one, and I've talked about this before, is can you celebrate the success of others? Right. Can you celebrate the success of others? Yeah. That really matters. And I think that is another good heart check. Yeah. If you find yourself looking at the world like this pie, right? If someone gets a, a big slice of attention, that's less attention for you. That's a pretty good indication that you are striving after your place in the kingdom of God and not simply content to play whatever role God asks you to play. Um, and, and so really ask yourself, are you able to celebrate the success of others? And, and do you have a peace about the role that you're playing? Do you wake up and, and feel at peace? Like, God, what, whatever you want to do with me is cool. Or do you always feel like what you're doing is not enough? And, and like you said, I'll be honest, I struggle with both at times. Yeah. At times I feel anxious and I feel restless. And at times I struggle to celebrate the success of others. And that's where I've got to go back to the word. And I got to go back to my relationship with God and remind myself that apart from him, I can do nothing. Right. And also, I think true greatness is found when I have the humility that says, I want others to, to go beyond me. I mean, yeah. that that's when I really am. But you're able to do that when you recognize that... Your value that isn't in that. The, their value or your value well, is not in that. What I mean, that. it's like, if I want them to go faster. I want them to learn quicker. I want them to be on my stand on my ceiling. I don't want them to be... And it's because it's about God's kingdom, not mine. <laughs> and then yeah. and then I'm free. Yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a critical conversation and obviously something that I don't think you can just fly through in a in a 40-minute podcast, but it's something that we need to continue to to strive to understand and I think that's why the daily disciplines are so important because if you're like me, your heart drifts to misalignment and you begin to rely on yourself, you, you begin to think that, like the world thinks, which is that it's about me and what I do, um, which is why you need to keep coming back to the Word and reading things like John 15, 5 that says right. that He is the vine, I'm just right. a branch. And, and that's not a bad thing, but, but the reality is, as a branch, I can do nothing. I'm just a branch. If I'm not connected to the vine, I wither and die. But with Him, if I rest in Him, if I abide in Him, I can produce a ton of fruit and that's what it's about, but I can't take any credit. And that's how I'm going to really sustain it and how it's ultimately going to be meaningful anyway. Yeah, and it's about saying, God, show me my heart, you know, doing that on a periodic, periodical basis, saying, God, show me. I think periodical is peri- a series. Periodically. Say, God, <laughs> show me. Periodicalism. Periodically show me my heart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, anyway, uh, important topic. Uh, hopefully this was a challenge to you. Uh, this is something that I continue to wrestle with uh, and something that sort of emerged and has been on my mind since being on the road here and, and honestly being able to watch this, what I think is a really cool uh, example, microcosm of the body of Christ in action and, and seeing God do amazing things, not because of our individual efforts, but because of 
collective. His, yeah, our collective efforts and yeah. him being the head and everyone striving for a common goal uh, is pretty, pretty cool. So uh, anyway, if you are a faithful listener or a new listener to this podcast, either way, we greatly appreciate you. Uh, continue to spread the word about this. We have an incredible amount of guests coming up. Um, I, I can't announce most of them, but we have tons and tons of great, amazing guests coming up on this podcast. You're going to want to stay tuned. Um, again, if you want to or can uh, rate and review it, that would be great for us. This podcast on iTunes helps increase the exposure. Join our community page by typing Provoke and Inspire Podcast Community on Facebook and request access. Uh, otherwise, you can just check out the mission that we're a part of, Steiger.org. Uh, and all the many ways that you can be involved. Uh, otherwise, we love you. And uh, and remember, right, Father? Remember. Yes. Uh, we we are so dedicated to you that we can hardly express it in words. <laughs> Talk to you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to Provoke and Inspire, the official Come and Live podcast. To hear past podcasts, go to comeandlive.com. Got a question for the guys? Send it in to provokeandinspire at comeandlive.com.